Welcome to the Wellness Pod. I'm your host Malika and I'm your other host Mpiwa. We have bi-weekly episodes where we talk about self-care and all things wellness on Wednesdays. In this week's episode, we invite Tanya to discuss with us the impact of sweet relationships on our well-being, how to deal with possible conflicts and how to foster healthy sweet relationships. Fun fact, Tanya is my OGL and I'm so excited to have her here. Tanya, hi. Hello. I am Tanya. I am a sophomore from Saga and I use she her her pronouns and I'm looking forward to talking to you both about this. It's a fun little question to get us started. Tanya, which room do you think is the best to stay in? Like, you know, A B C D E F. <laughs> oh, wonderful question. <laughs> I have so many thoughts on this. The view outside my room is really important, uh especially because I love sunsets. I love being able to look out and see like the sky and the whole skyline, and I prefer that more than having like buildings around me and no sunlight. What about you? What do you think? I just really like my spot right now, which is in the middle because mm-hmm. it's not too close to the common area that when people are in the common area, it's loud and annoying if you're taking a nap, for example, <laughs> which is so important. Very big. <laughs> um but it's also not too far down the road this is so ridiculous because it's so close right but it's so it means a lot to me yes the middle area my favorite room would be the current one that i'm in because i get the sunrise so if you're the kind of personality that enjoys the sunrise it will be a nice way to wake someone up naturally <laughs> Just one disadvantage for me is that it's so hot in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you wake up and you feel like you're in a sauna and you're like, "What? What is going on?" But other than that, I like the fact that I get some sunlight streaming into my room. So that's my favorite. Tani, I see you holding some cards I... that you were handed mysteriously. <laughs> I was handed these cards called empowering questions. <laughs> to provide a little bit of context, we started a game recently where we basically pick a card out at, at random and we read the question out and answer it we each take turns answering it 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 encourages us to open up and just reflect a little bit so that's what we're going to do tanya can you please pick a card what if everything is as it should be how would that make me feel i think i think a lot about this this idea of like perfection and this thing that we are all seemingly like kind of working towards mm. in like my YNC journey I've often associated that with ah oh, if I have like the perfect number of things I'm doing or a perfect number of friends or sweetmates it will all be okay something I've come to realize with if everything was as it should be um my idea of what perfection in that context means would change and that like high that comes from finally reaching that place would wear off quickly and then I would have a new sense of uh perfection or that ideal that i'm now chasing so um something i've been trying to work a lot towards is feeling connected to the present and just finding that sense of this is how it should be and this is how it is i think it's similar for me as well i feel like if i was in a state of oh everything is as it should be i would say stuff like i'm not growing and i don't know that i'm in a stagnant space so i would prefer to be in a situation where i know something is there that i want so i want to grow towards that i would take a different approach to it um from you and pua and if i if i knew that everything that is happening in my life right now is is exactly as it should be on this greater path i would feel very comforted because then i would know that i wouldn't have to sacrifice more in my life 
because I'm not fulfilling certain potential. And I would feel comforted knowing that what is happening right now, the setbacks, the circumstances I'm part of, is how it should be and it is leading to something positive or whatever. It's on its path. And there's comfort in that, I think. Thank you so much for the question and such profound answers. So for Tanya, you being an orientation group leader, we're very excited to hear your perspective of how you've been able to orient yourself as well around your sweeting arrangements and how you were able to identify even being in Chindana, knowing that you wanted to move to Saga. So we want to hear your perspectives about how you've managed to navigate your sweeting lifestyle at Yale and U.S. College. Tanya, for people that don't know, could you just... Tell us what it looks like. Sure. To build some context, so I started out at Healing US, uh, far, far away in Chindana, where I lived with four other wonderful sweetmates. At the end of the first year, I made the decision to move as I realized that the person that I was growing to be uh, wanted different things from what my living situation looked like. So I moved across the college to Saga, which is where I now live and which is where I was in OGL. And I absolutely love the Saga community and feel very connected to it. As I move to my next year, uh, I will be living in a quad with four different people. And how do we feel actually about all of How do you feel, Tanya? Um, the process of like changing a suite, I think it's... Uh, to be very honest, it sucks a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it's difficult. For me, a lot of my sweeting decisions came from like changing perceptions of myself. When I came to YNC, I felt like I identified more as an introvert. Over my first year, and as I was entering this like whole new environment, that part of myself changed a little bit, and I felt a lot more comfortable in social settings. Maybe also because I was an international student and I wanted people around me, and that was comforting to me. So I realized that when I was living in a suite where most of my suite mates were either Singaporeans who would go back home a lot or internationals who felt more introverted or wanted to keep to themselves, I found that I wanted a suite that had slightly different different living situations, um, just that, so that I could have people around more. But that didn't mean that I didn't care for my suite mates or love them deeply. It just meant that maybe my living situation could look different, but we would still be friends. So I think kind of navigating that line between friendship and living situation is something that, that also comes up. Can we go around the room to, I guess... Uh now that Tanya has talked a bit about her sweeting arrangements, what are our sweeting arrangements, Malika? <laughs> okay, so um, I know that our circumstances are different. My suite is staying together and we will be applying as a, um, oh God. A sextet. A sextet, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we will be applying as a sextet next time. Nice. Yep. What's the word for you, Malika? Oh, comforting. Mm. because I am staying with my suite and just knowing that I will have these people that I have established connections with will be there to support me as I navigate second year is comforting. For me, it's different. We will be splitting up as a suite. So most of us will be going in separate directions. Most of us changing RCs. Some of us staying in the current RC that we are in, Chendana. I think my word would be exciting uh, because... I know which suite I'll be moving to, so I am very excited to experience new living arrangements with people who, in this case, I would consider ideal to be sweeting with because we have more things in common and I'm excited to see our lifestyles meshing together. Absolutely. I think especially in like sophomore year when you have that agency for the first time, I think that's really exciting when you decide that, okay, now that I have like grown or changed in this way, 
this is what I want. And then being able to have that is really special. So I, I totally understand that. I just want to reminisce on what it felt like moving into a suite with complete strangers for the first time. I remembered the moment I moved into college and there was this silence, you know, as I unpacked my bag and I started heading down the hall. I was like, oh my gosh, there's no one exiting. Is this going to be how it is the whole time? How do I navigate this? And slowly time passed and suddenly my sweetmates were ridiculously close and I don't know how that process happened but it happened and I'm grateful for it so I think that the transition happened slowly and all at once I know I'm quoting a YA fiction with that line I just don't know which one it is <laughs> for me it was different because I was kind of dropped into the environment of friendliness because I was a late arrival student so then I came in to learn rather than to create or foster the environment. I really enjoyed learning how to get close to my sweetmates. Let's say there's a sweetmate or there's a bunch of people who you don't particularly easily get along with. How do you overcome such a challenge? Malika. <laughs> um... I don't know. Yeah. The question is more relatable to Tanya than it would be to you. <laughs> no, but I mean, I understand because even though I get along with my sweetmates perfectly fine, it doesn't mean that there is no conflict, right? And to get over those periods of conflict mm. is to understand that they're not wishes malicious people. Getting over that that idea and realizing that they're human and maybe you may not get along, but to not judge them for it and to treat each other civilly at least is important because they're not bad people. You just aren't vibing with them. Like Malika, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and just reflecting on why is it that I find that this is something that's so uncomfortable. Um, I do think that um, if that's something that's affecting you a lot, it's okay to have a conversation about it. When you're having that conversation, it's very important that it comes from a place of empathy and it comes from a place where you're really willing to listen to the other person. At the end of the day, if this is your living space, it's equally important to be able to validate that for yourself and say, this is something I'm feeling. And once you've thought enough about it, I just, I don't, I just not to see you go attack a person and say, ah, oh, I hate this, but just kind of have a conversation if you feel the need for it. If there are people that want to, you know, deal with conflict, how do you recommend they approach it? I think there are several points in in addressing conflict where you worry if you're overreacting about something, um, worry if you are coming across too strong, and if there's any advice about those things. I think my biggest advice would be to take your time with it. The more time you take with it, the better understanding you develop of both yourself and where you're coming from and what you want to talk about. And I think the way you phrase that is so important, right? As sweetmates, you are people who are living so close to each other and you know you'll have a very strong impact on each other's daily lives. And you can always talk to someone else about that. It could be your RCA, it could be your OGL, it could be other resources within the school that you just seek a second opinion from. Dealing with conflict is important, but taking your time with it and making sure you know exactly what you're doing and you're doing it in a way that's kind to both yourself and the other person is crucial. And Piva, have you had any experiences with conflict and how to overcome it? As a suite that's splitting up, not only have we had to deal with conflict, but also to acknowledge each other's differences. 
the main thing that we usually do is be careful with each other's feelings. That's the first thing. And after that, we are careful with our use of words. Not every sweet, you know, gels perfectly together. So we have to be mature with the way we understand each other's situations because we've lived together long enough to be able to get everybody's contexts and everything. So for us, that's what's important. I feel like, especially for people who are like a lot more conflict averse or would be very concerned with how others are feeling about it, uh, reframing that narrative can be helpful. Just being like, this is not just about me or how I'm feeling, but also about everyone else. And I, I owe it to myself and to my relationships with them to honor that. For me, the end goal has always been a stronger friendship, a stronger relationship that's really weathered through these conflicts and dealt with it in their stride and kind of emerged stronger. So especially if you are conflict averse, it's important to remember why you're doing all of this. It's because you treasure this friendship. I love that because it's a recentering of things to focus on addressing the problem and not the person. You're not attacking the person. You're discussing a thing that is making you upset and striving to resolve that. I love that framing. If um, there is conflict that arises in your suite, how do you deal with it if it is directed at you? I wish I could say I was flawless, but I'm not really. And we all have those experiences in our lives where we're having a perpetually turmoil, like tumultuous, tumultuous. yeah, tumultuous time. And you have falling outs even with yourself that sometimes you might start to slip up in the suite. And... The last thing that I realized I would want to be is apprehensive towards that kind of criticism. And that means that I need to accept to be vulnerable in front of my sweet mates even when I fall out with them. Tanya, do you have any specific advice on how to practically foster a healthy sweet lifestyle for people who are going to be getting into new suites or want to start over with their sweet mates? Work towards creating that safe space, that space where you can acknowledge each other, where you can talk to each other. And um, whether that be a conflict or whether that just be like pure moments of friendship, you can treasure both of them and move past them and um, grow from them. So I think that would be a first step. Have fun with it. Don't stress about it too much. Uh, but acknowledge that things can go wrong and things can be difficult. And you're not alone when you feel like that. How do you decide who to live with and how do you choose between perhaps lifestyle versus personality um, and expectations of what the living conditions will be like? There's almost, it doesn't seem apparent, right? But there's almost a dichotomy between your friends and the people that you would have like ideal living conditions with because right. those aren't always compatible. Um, and acknowledging, uh, acknowledging, acknowledging that is important and pivotal for, for choosing the best suite. Uh, some things that I would think about and I have like thought about in the past are firstly, of course, like the living preferences, like just the basics, just the things that a housing form would ask you. Are you guys equally kind of clean or willing to compromise on that? Do you have similar noise levels? Do you sleep around the same time? And is that something that's important to you? And once you have figured that out, you can think about ideas like how social a space do you want it to be? Are you all feeling more introverted or extroverted? Or does that change for you? Are you comfortable with that? Uh, because I think those are very central to living together. What do you guys think? Wow, as someone who's going to be getting into a suite with people who I would consider to be my friends, I'm really taking in so much of what you said about having a space where the, these people have like should affirm me and also I should feel safe in that space. I really don't know uh, myself as of yet because I'm going to experience it as I go. 
what exactly it means to be able to differentiate personality versus lifestyle and how to put those two together. So I'm just a learner for now. <laughs> yeah. I loved hearing you say that because I acknowledge that that comes from a place of a lot of self-reflection and a lot of just thinking about what what you value and what you think you'll value in the future. And those are difficult questions, but I'm, I'm glad you're also figuring that out slowly. And I'm excited to see where you go with that in the next years. Yeah, I think there was a lot of wisdom that was passed around on how to foster healthy relationships for the suite. Thank you so, so much, Tanya, for sharing with us. Thank you, Malika, for sharing your experiences with your suite as well. Thank you Thank so you. much, Tanya. And You've been so candid and so honest, and there's so much to learn from it. And thank you for listening to The Wellness Pod. We will catch you soon with our next episode. But until then, remember to follow our Instagram at Wellness to stay up to date with all wellness-related content and see some behind-the-scenes action. All right, everyone. Until then, stay well, stay safe, and take care. Side note, we were trying to come up with a nice way of ending this episode in relation to residential colleges. So we, we wanted to say stay well, stay safe, and stay in your RCAs. But then but then Malika said that that's propaganda. And I agree. It it's propaganda. That is propaganda. And she must have come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.